Welcome to Reactor. We are recording, and we got rid of that stupid echo. Oh my god, we've started this show seven times. It's so annoying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you were, you were talking us through the stats. So what what are, what is our listener stats right now? Okay, on the podcast side, it's fairly uh, fairly similar. We're at 37 subscribers. I think the peak was 40, 42. Uh, it goes up when I put out a video, or when I put out a, a new podcast. What? I will put it out a podcast. Okay. Yeah, put out a new one, so it shows up on people's feeds. Maybe that bumps us up to the top of some discovery mechanism in iTunes. Although we shouldn't be very discoverable. Does listens there yet. mean a full listen? Uh, there, there's no way of knowing. Okay. But uh, on YouTube, we know how much they listen to. All right. And a typical YouTube video on my other channel gets about five minutes of listening and my friends who run similar businesses get a bit less than that so um there will be a few people that stick around for the whole thing but generally uh it's a small small percentage on on the videos uh i'm not sure yet i haven't haven't looked at that so anyway um yeah when i put one new one out we get some more subscribers and then they they tend to dwindle after that so uh not a big surprise but uh We'll see, see how it continues. See if uh, we we just dwindle to nothing over the next month, or if it goes up. Um, on YouTube, we've doubled to four subscribers now. No way, two yes. to four. That's awesome. And we have a friendly comment on this one. Somebody said, "Awesome video. You deserve more subscribers." So we'll uh, we'll see whether that if, has uh, to be spam. Whether if that happens, I don't I don't think so. So that other one you said you thought was spam, I looked, and that user has been commenting on Alchemist Camp videos. Well, so, what's so strange is, I mean, I've been doing this, doing texting for like, I don't know, 10 years or whatever, and we have never had a comment like that. Like, the comment is always about, you know, something you were speaking about, like, specific. Is that, yeah. Has ever said, hey, great vi- great great audio guys <laughs> i i have gotten comments like that uh, on on my blog and those always were spam when when someone's like this is fantastic content or i love this site yeah. just recommended it to my three friends like yeah. those are always spammers um on youtube it's a little different because uh because google kind of does a lot of spam filtering for you like i've got um uh, like another category that says likely spam and if i look in those it generally is spam um, we don't have enough traffic to be getting any any of those yet but uh we'll see what happens okay so lo- oh it looks like our okay so our average view duration is 17 minutes that's actually oh. way more than i expected oh okay that's cool um yeah so that's uh good to know but anyway uh, hopefully the the masterminds are useful for us, though independently of the rest. If uh, yeah. if nobody listens, we can just or I can spend less time editing them. But uh, <laughs> still, yeah, still I do valuable think it should be as little of work, you know, a little effort. I mean, basically, it should just it, you know, like not wanting to sound too cavalier, but it should bring value to us. I mean, the reason why we're doing it is mainly is as like our personal uh, mastermind and exactly. uh, account- accountability. Yeah, and then just increasing the luck surface area a little bit yeah, so maybe how uh how's the week going for you well very <coughs> good I, my um 
my two uh, goals that I had um, was stick to the eating plan, mm-hmm. and um, then my other goal was get the rest of the UI stuff done. Um, I did stick to the eating plan, and we can get into the de- detail of that um, a bit in a bit. And the UI stuff, I didn't get very much done. I I probably only got like two hours to work on mm. um, yeah. on Taskflow. So, but I, I've got some done. I've got something to show you. So, yeah. all right. Um, let's see. Exercise. I've done pretty well. Uh, it was. It's okay. great. Cool. Um, yeah, it's great not having to wear the mask. So I've been. Oh, yeah. you know, got out. Went jogging uh, two, well, three times this week. Uh, did like uh, some body weight exercises two other days. So that has been good. Um, my other stuff has been seriously derailed though by uh, coronavirus related stuff that I'll get into. Um, not me, but just uh, this is the worst time to be a digital nomad. I'll just uh, say that for now and then uh, return to it maybe. All right. Yeah. Let me just go through the yeah, rest yeah, of do, the yeah. progress and then, then go back to it. So uh, let's see. Build the analytics sites, marketing pages with Tailwind. I got some good progress there, but it's not done. Um, w- more work on Reactor site. Uh, I did get, let's see, I I did uh, start migrating from Live View 0.8 to 0.9, and I didn't get everything working. So that's, uh, that's still in progress. Um, one good thing that happened, though, is I've gotten more new Alchemist Camp subscribers in the last week than... Uh, any other when I haven't run a promotion that I can remember. That's because like everyone's in, on lockdown. As in paid subscribers. Maybe. I don't know. Paid subscribers. I think it's, I think everyone's on lockdown. I mean, I've, I've noticed being that I've just been contacted by a lot of people uh, who have just haven't been contacted by, and that's within the last week. Cause it's, I don't know what it's like for you over there, but in the U S like, it's just, it's just complete lockdown. Like it's so. It's so what madness. does lockdown mean? Like, does like can you? Are you like under home quarantine or? Basically, that everyone social distancing. So everyone has been okay. asked. Everyone has been asked to stay at home, and to yeah, only go out yeah. you, if you absolutely need groceries or something, something like that. Oh, and by the way, I mean all the shops. It's it's just crazy. Like, have, so have you seen seen the pictures of of this? What's going on in the shops? Uh, I, I've seen pictures of other places but i haven't seen i mean it's just like empty shelves like so everyone has been absolutely panic buying so you want to go in and buy just you know toilet roll or whatever and it's weird like they've taken all the stuff like pasta toilet roll toilet towel rice but Uh like all the stuff like fresh vegetables you know they just ignore (laughs) it yeah like like so so like um so the kind of basically anything healthy is kind of so like plant-based meats no one's taken any. <laughs> it's like so. It's the whole supermarket empty shelves, but it's got plant-based meats. But like the uh, how about the, like the real junk food frozen dinners? <laughs> oh yeah, all gone. I mean, it's just, Those it's are just crazy. Okay. It's just crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it works great for me because I'm on a just eating fresh so, produce track. <laughs> so so maybe yeah maybe that's a, a factor for me getting more subscribers. When, when did all this start for you? Um. Well, we're in. We're or just coming into week week uh this is the end of the first week so okay okay so um yeah uh uh, learning goals i did learn a bit of git i didn't i didn't put a ton of time into it but i did about half an hour earlier in the week 
did not get notifications built. And I didn't write this down as a goal, but I did uh, get us closer to caught up on uh, publishing these these masterminds. So coronavirus was also at the uh, the root of uh, some of my frustrations or my uh, kind of panic almost, I would say. Uh, and that is because uh, somewhat unsurprisingly, uh, Taiwan has uh, started struggling a little bit more recently with it. Uh, as of a week and a half ago, despite being right off the coast of China and having millions of people go back and forth between Taiwan and the mainland every year, and uh, you know exclusion from the WHO and all kinds of other disadvantages, Taiwan only had uh, under 50 total cases and no local transmission. Uh, however, in the past couple weeks, it's uh, it's been getting worse because now uh, it's basically because the rest of the world has has it. So there was uh, uh, there was some news uh, a few days ago. There were ten new cases. You know, someone went on a tour in Egypt, um, tour group in Austria. Um, someone uh, went to Iceland with seven friends and came back with it. There were seventy uh, fifth case in Taiwan was. Uh, uh, in his 20s, he visited Germany on his own. Uh, a couple of women visited Paris. Like it's basically, uh, it's lots of people, not necessarily foreigners, but some foreigners and so, and a lot of Taiwanese people that were going to Europe last month or the beginning, very beginning of this month. Uh, so now, uh, according to worldometers.info/coronavirus, which is uh, a site I've been looking at a lot. Uh, now, Taiwan is all the way up to 100 cases, mm -hmm. and about half of that has been in the last week and a half. So uh, over the past week, uh, there you know, have been all kinds of new uh, travel notices, uh, like Taiwan had, had uh, you know, they'll publish, they've got like oh, categories well, well, one, just safe, two, which is like not so safe and then three which is seriously dangerous they've just reclassified like 40 countries to category three and and it's it's been um this is this one says 20 but it's it's basically been uh every day for the last four or five days it's like well so, now we're also counting you know this country and and three u.s states and i'm sure you know like soon it would be the entire u.s can you hear me yeah i hear you yeah. sorry i was um, just okay so I think what you because you're you're a little behind us, but the pat the pattern is um, lockdown and everyone panic buying. So you are in a good situation because you're ahead of the curve. I definitely think that you should go and do that buying, and not even though I think it's a ridiculous. Well, wait, wait, hang, hang, hang on, hang on to the rest of the 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 updates though. Uh, so uh, because. As of today, oh, the Chinese warplanes approaching. Uh, that was a, a different story. As of today, Taiwan has barred foreign nationals from arrival. From arrival, as in this started 38 minutes ago at midnight. So, uh, unless you have a resident visa, or you're a citizen, or you're a diplomat, or some kind of you know emergency. Uh, medical person uh, 
you can't uh, enter Taiwan. So after uh, after the next uh, two months, basically, I will not be able to do a visa run. So there's okay. Well, ju just going back to what I was saying, you you should probably straight after this show go out and just stock up with all, all food just because that's what's going to happen they're going to shut it down the same as they've shut it down here there's going to be I, panic buying and you're not going to be able to get anything from the shops i think taiwan's in a very different situation um it's well first of all uh it's first case here was much earlier than in the u.s and second every single case is tracked and there's extensive testing Whereas the U.S., I believe, was testing like six people a day or something like that. Oh, so you don't um, think you don't think that there's going to be a shutdown? Uh, I would be I would be very surprised. Uh, like if if you look at uh, what the numbers have been in South Korea, like there was this huge early outbreak in South Korea, but it has been uh, it's it's still continuing, but the number of new cases is decreasing in South Korea, and. That's largely because they have been very good about testing anyone where there's any any kind of uh, concern and tracking mobile phones and you know their quarantines. Um, somewhat, actually, Taiwan has also been doing this. Like when I got back, you know, even you know even more than a month ago or about a month ago, I had to wear a mask anytime I wasn't home for 14 days, and they have. You know cameras and there there are you know there there's mobile phone tracking so some people could violate this and some did and you know uh spread to someone else but then they got tracked down and fined and um in the like now the the standard is anyone coming into taiwan which is soon just going to be uh mostly nationals uh gets uh quarantined at home for two weeks and if they have a temperature or anything like that then they you know they get immediate uh medical attention so i i don't think i don't think taiwan's gonna have the same kind of exponent okay. taiwan is, is worlds more competent at dealing with this than uh anyone else in asia has been let alone awesome. the u.s okay. but but what's going to happen uh for me personally uh, so I'm, I'm not worried about most people here, to be honest. I think I think this is about the safest place. But I will have to leave in two months, which is probably about when the U.S. will be um, the most strained. Why would you have to leave in two months? Oh, because I'm not a Taiwanese citizen and I don't have uh, a long-term residence here. I'm not. Oh, so you mean you're coming home for good then? Uh, not for good. I mean, I'll, I'll be back to Taiwan sometime. I'm sure. I, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, you're coming home for like, you're not just going to come here and then go back there straight away. You're you're coming back and you're going to be in America for a little for like some amount of months or maybe a year. Or so something. what I've been hustling to do this past week is to try to get a like a, a long term visa where I can stay, and there are some. Uh, some government-supported and a few um, non-government-supported uh, incubators for uh, for entrepreneurs that are able to fast-track entrepreneur visas. Mm. And I just got an offer from one of them yesterday 
to uh, basically they they want they they were super impressed with Alchemist Camp despite the low revenue. They thought uh, it was great that I had done like the tech and the marketing and all of that on my own, mm. um, and they uh, they're going to help me with the process. However. It's it's not certain as possible because of this new rule that came out today that makes uh, um, that completely bars uh, foreigners without a um, without a, a resident permit from re-entering. Normally, okay. like if you leave from a like a visitor landing stamp or just a landing stamp with with no visa, you if you enter that way, you have to leave and re-enter on a visa in order to get a resident visa. It's just some bureaucratic thing, but. Um, I don't know. So I, I, I think it's, it's honestly, it's about a 50-50 shot. And if I have to go, if I have to leave, one is do I go someplace like Korea that's nearby, inexpensive enough, and uh, dealing with it pretty well, uh, or, you know, or go to Japan, or do I go back to the U.S. and try to find someplace uh, that's, you know, affordable and also, like, not at my you know old family's place where my 80 year old grandmother lives and my you know very overweight 60 something uncle is because if i if i go back there that means i'm on a long haul flight and then through three crowded airports and um that i think that would be kind of an unacceptable risk for them yeah. so yeah it's sense. it's really you know it's really kind of a, a mad scramble to figure out uh, what my backup plan is and and also to to get plan a to work too like i i've been poring over the requirements and talking to people and and um yeah like I, i'm gonna be uh hustling to uh fill out paperwork and, and things like that yeah well sounds like uh you got a tough road ahead i mean um obviously the work that we're doing here is important. You know, you want to try and build that revenue as quickly as possible. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, um, so, so where are you at with your projects? So, uh, as I said, uh, let's see. Yeah. As I said, Alchemist camp is doing well in terms of new mm -hmm. subscribers. Uh, I haven't I haven't put out any new um, paid videos in a while, but I'm gonna gonna continue making what? sure I, I keep doing that because that's the main source of of revenue. So what's the revenue now then? It's still thirteen hundred and something MRR, but okay, yeah. but the the monthly cash flow is more like two thousand. So because um, people are coming in and and buying uh, like one year in advance kind of thing. Some people are. It's. Yeah. I think it's about two thirds monthly, one third annual, something like that. Um, yeah, I mean those those annual figures like definitely should be, I should be included in your reporting of the the figure because, you know they're 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 a real fact. Um, so two thousand a month is. I mean that's good. That's great. So it's, what? You, it's. I mean it's 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 not what you want, but it's it's something. It's getting there. Yeah, yeah. So I I feel fairly confident about that. Um, the yeah the unfortunately the marketing pages for the new site are not totally done but I've got okay. uh, yeah I've got Tailwind integrated and I've got post CSS and all the other requirements for Tailwind and um, I've I've gotten started on it at least 
So just, I'll try and keep it keep it brief, but um, I'll just do a quick update on the diet thing. Um, oh, yeah. Which, which I'm calling the, the chop diet. The chop um, diet? Because <laughs> it's just you chopping stuff, basically chopping veggies. You're chopping the glucose chop. Yeah. So um, I'll just quickly show you the, so what, this was my, wait, that was February 13th, so February 20th. This is sort of where I was at before, sort of 10% in range here. So um, this is my overall stats. My average uh, glucose was 243. So this is like eight days from Feb 13th. So that's up and a bit. So no, no, this is this is previous. This is past uh, old data. Oh, 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 so okay. I'm just I'm just sort of uh, you know setting the foundation for what I'm about to explain. So um, so this is where I was, and then the last time I spoke to you was uh, let's see, it was. So I, I'm not going to show this week. I'm going to show the week before. So yeah. that was from the fifth to the twelfth, I believe. The fourth, I think. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Approximately. So. Yeah, so this was approximately where I was at. So then I was 86% in range on that first week of being on the CHOP diet. And then um, now the last seven days, 91% in range. Wow, and the average dropped too. It was like 167, now it's 158. Oh, it? Yeah, 158, yeah. So it's working pretty well, and um, I'm going to start tracking my weight as well. And uh, my, my weigh-in today was 217. Um, so... You know, let's just sort of see how that goes. Hopefully, that that drops by a pound every week, and uh, yeah. You know, it would be really cool is if you could uh, just make a, a like a simple text file that explains what your chop diet is, how it works, and then we can share that. Well, I was thinking about that. I mean, I would really like. Um, what would be really cool would be for some other people to have a go at it. But I think I should just do it a bit more to just sort of validate it a bit more maybe a couple more or, or maybe just share it with me because i'm curious okay yeah, but share it with you. yeah because if you share it with everyone there'll be someone that'll be like bell peppers you idiot why are you eating those <laughs> you know right okay because it's the internet uh yeah so i won't won't stick on that one too long so then i'll just go to uh what I, the work uh, that i've been doing on task flow so like i said i guess i've had like two to three hours to work on it mm-hmm. maybe maybe even four now that i think about it um I'm I'm a bit of a I'm a, I'm a bit like fastidious when it comes to things like um, sort of effects that happen and things. So I've spent some time making sure that you know the the pointer the hand shows at exactly the right place here. You know that um, as you hover over it highlights in exactly the way that I want it to, and that the same thing works in the light mode in exactly the way that I want it, and that you know all this stuff works. And then I started working on the. Um, the kind of the now screen mm-hmm. so you can see the here's the the icon lineup this is all these none of these work and then um the last piece uh, that i've just been working on is just the beginning of the this view so here is the, the title but i can click in there and i can edit it and i just want it to be oh super you easy do like edit. a little uh, dotted uh and so i want to be able to use, yeah and dotted line circling of the active fast part. keys to be able to easily move around stuff and so that you know, I can hit like, not right now it doesn't work, but I'll be able to hit Shift Enter here, and then it's going to add a new one, so that it's super quick to move around the page with short keys. Shift Enter uh, to add a new task. Yeah, and then so then this, you know, I also want to make it like I'm restricted, so that even it's even though it's a subject, you could you know make it like multi-line like that, and same goes for these. And I'm 
like I want to pay special attention to making it like you were just saying um, atom being bloated or different things I want it to have like that absolutely instant feedback mm -hmm. to, to just feel really really responsive um, yeah that's huge so uh, yeah so that's that's sort of where I'm at with that the next one is going to be doing the main text area and then the ingredient rankings and then I'll go in and uh, you know add, add shortcut keys and things and I'll move this and then I'll move on to the, the next screens so hopefully okay. by next week um, I'll have this one done and maybe this next wins one which will then mean these three so yeah. I, I think I think uh, shortcut keys are pretty underrated like they oh, seem yeah. to be kind of like an afterthought until it's a billion dollar company then they like add all the stuff but uh, I I really really like if there's if it's on a desktop like I really like to be able to keyboard control as much as I can I mean the goal is to make this better than a big ass text file so I want I want it to you know enhance productivity as a scratch pad you know mm -hmm. which is what the big ass text file is and then along with all the other aspects of you know picking good tasks and things like that yeah yeah so that's my yeah opinion. that's that's pretty cool um right. yeah i've been thinking about doing about doing keyboard shortcuts for alchemist camp too um well but it's a, a bit different there because well i mean i guess it, it it if people are really into it um then that could be a great a great reason to use it but it's it's a bit different in the kind of tool that it is it's not really like for example i didn't do short keyboard shortcuts on nugget you know right which well, I think that would be cool too. <laughs> like next t next lesson, previous lesson. I guess I mean it's true, but it's that doesn't seem as high priority to me as a tool that is your sort of daily scratch pad, you know. Yeah, tool, yeah, for sure, know? for sure. So yeah, um, yeah. So uh, mental model. Go on then. You you do your right. screen share. <laughs> oh okay. Well, so this this is uh, not one that I've come up with myself, which is. Which is good, because uh, well, because there are a lot of a lot of interesting things other people come up with, but I've been kind of watching Nassim Taleb's Twitter recently. Mm. He's been he's been on a tear. I, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's he's a guy that wrote uh, "Fooled by Randomness," mm. uh, "Black Swan," "Anti Fragile." He's really really smart guy. He's he's a uh, very high in uh, uh, big five personality trait uh, disagreeableness, or it would be low agreeableness. Like he's he's very willing to say what he thinks, even if everyone else thinks something else. And he was mm -hmm. he was kind of famous initially because he uh, called the housing crisis in the mid two thousands when mm -hmm. everyone else was saying it was fine. So he's been uh, tweeting about that, which we will not speak of again this episode, <laughs> but. Uh, um, his his second book, Black Swan, I think was uh, it's a really great concept that helped me. I when I first read it, I'd never heard of what a black swan event was. Um, maybe people didn't even talk about it back before the book, but the idea is uh, people used to think that all swans were white, and there was no such thing as a black swan. And then eventually, people saw a black swan, and he uses it to describe events that just fall outside of of things that we understand so one example could be a natural catastrophe like uh, um, like the uh, volcanic eruption that that 
created the uh, the Yellowstone National Park crater, you know, like like that kind of thing, or like uh, um, an asteroid hitting the planet. Uh, it can also be a positive thing, though, like the uh, the development, the ridiculously rapid development of information technology over the past fifty or seventy years could be considered a positive black swan. Yeah. Um, the the in fact. Paul Graham wrote an essay called Black Swan Farming, where he was saying uh, the uh, the ultimate uh, vision or the extreme vision of what something like Y Combinator could be would be literally just investing to farm black swans. And if, if that were truly the strategy, you know, he, he, then, you know, the failure rate should be like 90%. But he can't stomach that neither would the other partners because it's just depressing to have like a 90 percent failure rate of everyone you invest in and are close to but it you know it's like a 50 percent or 60 percent so um they're they're still you know they're still definitely making all their money off of one big company each round so the uh the uh thing that's that's interesting about black swans uh when looking at the negative ones though is uh, preparing for catastrophes um, by their nature they're always going to be something bigger or different than what you've seen before so like uh, during the uh, Fukushima meltdown I don't know if you, you read about that yeah, there was yeah. there was a big uh, earthquake really big earthquake which caused a uh, tidal wave and caused all kinds of things to fail and the reactor, you know, it, it, it actually withstood quite a bit, but it did melt down. And afterwards, people were saying, well, this was built to withstand the biggest earthquake or the biggest tidal wave that we've ever seen in this area. Mm-hmm. But what Taleb was saying in his book is that's a guaranteed way to fail when there's a black swan. Yeah. Because if you look at historical events, every single black swan is going to be bigger than anything people had seen before. Yeah. So it's uh, going to be more, have more, a bigger impact. Yeah. So, so his, I, I, I guess it's, it's kind of hard to, to summarize a whole book into one little takeaway, but it seemed like the thrust of it, or at least what, what I took away from it was uh, he had this, this barbell strategy as he calls it, where, He'd put most of his money in, in very, very safe things. And then some percentage, like 10% or 15%, in extremely speculative things that could capture a positive black swan. So that, that would have been like uh, all the stuff your, your friend Jason invested in, like Bitcoin and uh, Tesla and uh, um, Uber way back when. He is the black swan magnet. Um, now I do think that, I mean, so just, I guess we can talk about that aspect of it because it's more interesting. You know, the coronavirus is obviously a financial black swan event. It's going to have a pretty big, a pretty big impact on the, on the planet for sure. Um, you can already see it. And, uh, I just, I wonder where that's going to go. I, in some ways I think that it could be good. Um, I, I'm seeing some positive things about everyone being locked down and being at home for like a couple of months. Um, and one of those positive things is, you know, there's more online stuff happening. 
there's more online stuff and there's i think that creates potential yeah and we may i mean technology i mean we, we may get some technology out of it too but mm-hmm. uh um yeah i i, I think uh taleb now he's he's tweeting about that but it, but i think his perspective in general had been mostly as an investor you know it's like what what can he do personally to optimize everything you know in his life yeah so and 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 the way this this influenced me is it made me actually think more about negative health black swans and more about positive financial black swans so for example uh, after reading that book i became much less interested in uh, increasing my salary by 10% and much more interested in and more speculative things that could have a much larger return later. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because because like the worst that happens, it, well, depending, as long as it's such it's set up in such a way, that the worst you get is lose whatever you put in, and there's no limit on the upside. Then you know it makes sense to like really kind of chase the black swans. Um, Whereas with 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 something like health, it's kind of the opposite because it's like you know the downside is catastrophic, but there's no like one thousand x healthier thing. But I can't remember the studies, but isn't there uh, you know a number of studies that show that um, like the strategy that the people who are like I don't know the the world champions at whatever sport or what you know. The strategy that they use isn't through big gains; it's through incremental, incremental gains. So they just basically are very consistently, incrementally better, and that's how they win championships. They don't, they don't use like a black swan type thinking. English cycling team, I think that's where that came from. They, yeah, they improved lots of things by like one percent or something. I, I think that's. I mean, I think that's true because that's a physical thing where you have your biological limitations and they're all like pretty close to optimal and and there's no such like there is no positive so, black swan in basketball where you could like dunk from the 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 half court line or something right so so following nasim's um concept it the the stra- the best strategy would be to put 90 percent of your effort into gradual gains like we're just discussing mm-hmm. and 10 percent of your effort into some kind of black swan. Yeah, and, and a really, really key idea he had in his book is there's there's like the normal world, and there's extremistan, and extremistan is anything where where you get these these power distributions, and one of those things is wealth. Um, something where you don't get that though, where you just get a normal distribution, would be height. You know, if if. Uh, um, some really tall person like Shaquille O'Neal or if Yao Ming walks into a room, uh, it doesn't make the average height of the room super high. But if right. Bill Gates walks into a room, like the average wealth in the room is suddenly absurdly high. Yeah. So ba- basically, if you're in uh, if you're in extremistan, mm-hmm. then it's then then you have to it's worth really 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 hunting for black swans. And, and investing would be one of those things. I see. Okay. Where, where your 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 uh, you know your eighty percent or ninety percent really conservative part of your portfolio 
gives you the ability to uh, be really extreme with the other percentage and not to uh, not go insolvent yeah cool black swans yeah yeah i will put a link to the book well something i thought that was really cool was um let's just uh do a share here i just thought this was really cool and and innovative and it's it's a trend that i've sort of been paying attention to um, Italian hospital saves COVID-19 patients by 3D printing valves. Mm, yeah. And that is that is kind of cool. So they're sort of mass producing their own valves. Um, and as that's a, I think that's an interesting direction for society. And it's, it always reminds me of, um, of Blade Runner. You, d- you know mm-hmm. Blade Runner, that scene where he goes in and he's like, he he's sort of looking for different things, and he goes in and he speaks to the person who uh, who created the eyes. You know, he, I created your I created your eyes. You know, like uh, do you remember oh, that okay, scene? Okay, okay, I don't. I no. I saw the movie a long, long time oh, ago, okay. but I, okay. I I I remember how Japanese the future was, and yeah. I remember the uh, the psychological test they're giving him to see if he's uh, uh, what was the word for. Uh, for like a, a fake oh, human. Oh, the void camp or, test. The void uh, yeah, camp it was like you, you see a turtle yeah. moving very yeah. slow. Like that. But but what was what was fascinating about that movie, which came out so long ago, is it's it essentially has it predicted this idea of like makers. So basically, you know, makers, and it, it didn't say three D printing, but essentially, essentially, um, the concept was that in you know small little uh, cottage industry makers cr- created things like this so in this case it was just this little cottage industry maker created yeah. he he was the guy who created the eyes for the nexus 6 androids philip k dick had a lot of interesting stuff i gotta say yeah i i enjoyed i've enjoyed several movies made from his books um, the uh the other thing just one more one more thing quickly on this uh yeah the other, other thing i've thought about with 3d printing is uh what like when i was a teenager we were all uh copying songs we were all like downloading all the songs we wanted and mm. uh copying them and sharing them with each other and i think maybe you know when when jack is a teenager uh, or, or maybe maybe a few years after that teenagers are going to be like pirating burritos you know they'll be like oh like someone someone stole the recipe for you know such a such a place's food and then like download it like download the file and then use your matter compiler or you know your, whatever your futuristic 3d printer is and like print that yeah i th- there's no good reason why you couldn't do 3d printing of food i mean i'm sure it's already done you know some people it, I have mean, thought about it it's a lot harder you need you need a <laughs> you need a a very versatile printer but uh, i i think you know given enough time we're going to see amazing things printed this was interesting. Diabetes in mice cured rapidly using human cell te- technology. I looked uh, at that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just think that we're, we're, you know, with CRISPR and all that stuff, we're moving in a very interesting direction. I mean, I guess it's too much of a big discussion to get into right now, but um, yeah. What did you and think? That, so here's one I'm curious about um, that, w- that I saw in Hacker News. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about how popular? Universal basic income is getting. 
Well, it's interesting, and even um, even on the front page of the news, like, you know, the government's response, a very strong Republican response, which is quite hilarious, is they're going to send checks to uh, to everyone in America. You know, we're going to send a, we're going to send, you know, over a thousand bucks now, and we're going to send another check over a thousand bucks, and so if that's, <laughs> I mean, that's going to make the general populace of America think, hey, wait a second, the government can send me money. That's awesome. Well, they're good. At, I mean, that, that, <laughs> that is, uh, I mean, if you watched uh, Andrew Yang's campaign, I mean, one thing he liked to say over and over again is the government is really good at printing checks and sending them to people. Like, you know, it may not, it may not be good at everything, but like that's something the government's got down. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, re- I think it's really interesting. And um, I think modern monetary theory, which I've been hearing a little bit about on the No Agenda show, um, which is basically... The modern monetary theory. I, look, I don't. I can't. I can't say it the way that it is. But it sound. What it sounds to me like is, it's like, look, let's just not worry about, you know, underpinning the money and the gold standard and all that kind of stuff. Oh, let's that's yeah. Print, that's been going on for a long time. Yeah. Let's just print money and and just use it as we need, kind of thing. And just like, you know, we we just let's not stress about it. Essentially, uh, you, I Google the monet, uh, the uh, modern monetary theory. But it sounds interesting. It basically, it sounds like it it removes us from the shackles of um, stuff like you know the Fed and all that type of stuff. Modern monetary theory. Let's find it. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. It's um, yeah. I, I've thought that now. I I studied like half of an economics bachelor's degree before I switched, but uh, I, I thought the uh, the general uh, rationale for inflation was because uh, if you don't have any inflation, or say you have deflation, then everyone will want to hold on to all of the currency they have as much as they possibly can, kind of like what's happened with Bitcoin. Yeah. And then there's not much incentive to spend the money if it's your currency. Like if you're, if dollars were that way, there would be very little incentive to spend it. But when there is inflation. Uh, any any wealthy person who has a whole bunch of of uh, a whole bunch of money that's in currency has a really strong incentive to spend it before inflation yeah. reduces its value. So they want to be investing in businesses and they want to be you know consuming it. Just whatever they're going to do with it, they want to circulate it around the economy. Okay, so check this out. Modern yep. monetary theory advocates. Um, ab- modern monetary theory uh, advocates argue that the government should use fiscal policy to achieve full employment, creating new money to fund government purchases. According to the advocates, the primary risk once the economy reaches full employment is inflation. And so basically the main tenets are that you can pay for goods, services, uh, financial assets without a need to collect money in the form of taxes or debt issuance in advance of such purchases. So well, that's kind of... <laughs> it's kind of you know, hey, number cannot, five. Wait, does not need to compete with the private sector scarce savings by issuing bonds that's, okay, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I'll have to dig into yeah. this I'm not yeah so basically um, the, the, you know the te- these tenants challenge mainstream economics uh, with uh, with the view that the government spending is funded by taxes and debt issuances so it's, it's an interesting concept that I think is worth exploring I don't fully understand it but um, what it sounds to me like is it's like a it's like you're sort of you're letting go of the underpinning of the current financial system Mm-hmm. And just sort of saying, it's more like game credits. 
You know, mm. it's like game credits. It's like, okay, look, screw all that stuff. It's game credits. You've got credits. Just use them. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Is that is that podcast uh, uh, like do they do they take a, a non mainstream opinion on on most things? Do you think? Yeah, they 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 just try and find um, they try and find the, the truth. I think is what it is. You know, okay. they, they've they've got some weird views, but they 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 try and focus on the truth. But they're but they're not intentionally contrarian. They just they just happen to uh, no come up. With I mean, different, like, different I mean, they they might sound like they're intentionally contrarian potentially because I mean, basically they're called the crackpot and buzzkill as their nicknames. Um, so you know, John Dvorak, <laughs> John Dvorak is kind of like a buzzkill because he's like you know, he he sort of is, yeah. Well, you know, you say something, you know, hey, isn't it great that such and such happened? He's like, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, these are all the bad really? things about it. <laughs> really, okay. <laughs> you know? I I, uh, I, met, I met his son uh, in California when I was there. Oh, his son's uh, not. Uh, oh, his same name, one? same name. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's also John. Um, mm-hmm. His his son didn't seem super negative to me. Like he's, uh, I, he's I had a neg- pretty good, I had a pretty he, good impression. You kind of, of have to listen to him. It's it's more com- oh, it's like a, a curmudgeon rather than a negative. Do you know comical what I mean? curmudgeon? Okay, I get yeah, it. That's, yeah. that's kind of like a, a radio personality yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. But it's, it's it's good. I like I I find it good. But um, for example, I've played it to my wife and my mom, and and they hate it. You know, so it's just. You know they're they're quite um, they make fun they sort of make fun a lot in a which I find quite in a, quite funny but uh, you know I guess my mom doesn't appreciate it that much but um, the funny thing is is they do say a lot of stuff that's in alignment with what my mom thinks but uh, she still just doesn't like yeah. the style. Well, I I I, did, I generally value people that are, that are contrarian or come up with with uh, interesting ideas I haven't thought of as long as it's you know from some intellectual foundation and they're not just trying to disagree and 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 uh get attention or something well the the best thing about the no agenda show is that um they because they've both been working in media for like 30 years like and they've they've been in lots of these sort of executive like advertising meetings and they've you, you know news stations and they really understand the bullshit that the media, you know, that the liberal media and that the Fox media. So we, you know, a lot of people <sighs> think, a lot of people think, oh, Fox is just full of shit. But actually, you know, the liberal media is also full of shit, and they're basically think, pointing that out very in a yeah. very good way. Yeah. Well, so so I've held that opinion pretty much since I got back to the U.S. in late 2012, or I guess mid 2012. But I think you'd have to be utterly, completely blind to not see that like most of the media is bs now because it's it's just not even it's not even veiled i think i think i read the most uh like the most respected uh media source for americans was the bbc yeah i mean it's it's (laughs) It's like people are just like let me let me let me escape like this entire squabble and see what people on the other side of the ocean think well you know I mean, Bernie Sanders would have would have had a chance if if the what what Adam Curry and John Dvorak call the M five M, which is like the mainstream, the mainstream CNN. M- oh yeah, yeah. And so basically, those guys really do not want Bernie Sanders getting in because he's going to tear the whole house down in a way that even Trump wouldn't. And um, 
So, so the 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 bias of the of the reporting from those guys against Sanders is has basically killed his campaign. So people must listen a little bit because um, because he was doing well until they got really scared that he was going to do well, and then they just trounced him. Yeah. Well, I, I think the the really extreme one was Andrew Yang. Like he uh, he was left off of graphics. Uh, people who oh, yeah. had fewer, uh, who were polling worse and raised less money, were were shown when he wasn't. Um, especially MSNBC, like they called him, I think John Yang or something. They they intentionally got his name wrong. It was insane. And then after he dropped out, then then it's like everything's like, oh okay. And then some of his ideas are sticking. So I I think that's yeah. That's just uh, gross. Politics is gross. The media media is. Uh, a little frustrating. So, I mean, what can you do other than uh, read a lot from a lot of sources? All right. So, what are your goals for next show? Um. Okay. So, this is totally a mess because of the whole um, immigration issue. So, number one goal is is do everything I can to try to get that visa. So um, I, I'm not going to be able to get it within a week. Like, there's no way. But, like, that's that's my that's my number one focus. And I'm going to be talking with the person who uh, who runs the um, the incubator that I, I met up with before. He's, he's talking to some people uh, in the government tomorrow and i'm going to talk to him after that so i'll at least I'll at least have some idea taipei t-i-t-a-i-p-e-i-i t-a-i-p-e-i yeah okay right okay um yep e-i oops for it's for taiwan okay taiwan oh for taiwan yeah t-i-w-a-n <laughs> W-A-N. And okay. not a working visa, entrepreneur visa. Oh. Oh, my God. That's what I mean. going to try and spell entrepreneur? Uh, just, you can abbreviate. Okay. Um, good enough. I, we've, we've, one thing we've learned uh, today is sp- that I can't spell. Corrector spell corrector is, well, that one's, that one's a hard one. Um, but, yeah, Google, Google's got your back. So, that's, that's the biggest thing. And, in parallel, I'm going to look at other possibilities. Uh, I probably won't get a job here, but I'm going, to, I'm going to look at like what's my next best fallback. Like if if things, uh, if I find out tomorrow that it's impossible, or even if I don't find out it's impossible, I gotta gotta have like a second plan. And then number three focus after that is wait. What was the number two? Number two is a plan B or a plan Z. So it's well, like the, well, what is it? Sorry, I, I I think I wasn't listening. What is it? A fallback plan in case everything fails and I have to sell all my stuff and get out in the next sixty days. Okay, so you're talking. So the goal is to create a fallback plan. Yeah, yeah. I I have to. Yeah, I, I have I have to I have to do something. I can't just. You know, wait until the day I get kicked out, then lose all my stuff and not know where to go. Okay. Um, distant, number distant number three is 
uh, work some more on the analytics site. And number four would be work on Alchemist Camp. Uh, it's not really of work, a goal. It's not okay, really you're a right, goal you're right. to work on analytics site. Like, like a goal should have a deliverable. Okay, well, uh, work uh, on the uh, work. Give us a specific thing that you want to get done on the analytics site. Just one one small thing that you want to get done. Yeah, uh, I want to get uh, I want to get API tokens. Set up a system for API tokens for. Uh, for people to have access to it. And then number four, if I have time, is record a screencast for Alchemist Camp. Okay. That is four goals that we can understand. Nice. All right. Thank you. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do... Um, so my first one is to... Um, Let's see, I stay, I'm going to, okay, keep, um, uh, percent, so blood sugar. Stay in range for 90% plus. That's How much should you do this week? Um, let me just see, I've forgotten. Seem like you're yeah you're ninety one percent ninety one percent so if I can if I can keep that up that's that's a good a good uh, goal okay so then task flow um what I really need to do is I really need to complete the now screen with all of the actual proper functionality like sh keyboard shortcuts and like you know so that it so that the ui is technically complete i also maybe should include responsive um probably to just make that so now screen complete with technical ui and then i'm going to say next uh, next wins on hold and done so just to get those screens um, complete to the just this, the HTML CSS so that it's complete to this level which I think should be doable because I've, st I've started to get you know icons and stuff in there and you know once I've done one of these then it's going to be pretty similar but now of course I've got these different views so I've got like a lot extract so maybe I should maybe it should be Next wins each view. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Next wins um, expanded view. Medium view. And then that will get me quite quite close to also having these other ones as well. Um, yeah, that's it. That's my goal for next week. Um, is there anything else? to do anything just going to be keep working on the day job and keep knocking shit out cool yep. that's it enjoy the mountain air yeah all right all well right. then until next time okay ciao we know uh, one goal that we should have 
is to find a way of ending the show that's not that's a wrap, but that's like our way of ending the show.